It's election night across the state of Texas. We'll talk about what we'll be following here at Texas Scorecard in just a moment. But first, even as it's election day, it's also another time in the Texas legislature, specifically it's the end of the third special session with a fourth special session expected to be called later tonight. Now, Republican State Representative Brian Harrison of Midlothian is calling on Governor Greg Abbott to add multiple conservative priorities to the next special session call. Now, this last special session we talked yesterday, only a couple of items related to Governor Abbott's agenda were actually addressed, with some notable ones being left undone, like border security and school choice. Harrison asked that the following issues be addressed during the next special session. Secure the border by passing bold legislation similar to the Border Protection Unit Act and the Texas Title 42 Act. The Border Protection Unit Act, by the way, being legislation that was scheduled on the last possible day in the Texas House, and then Dade Phelan sided with Democrats to kill. Two, ban COVID-19 vaccine mandates for all students. Currently, the bill that's going to the governor's desk from the third special session would ban employer vaccine mandates as well as potentially ban them in medical schools. State Representative Harrison wants to see a blanket ban for all COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Three, rein in executive emergency powers so a future governor cannot abuse them. Prohibit hostile and communist governments from purchasing Texas land. Again, another priority that was left undone during the regular session. And one that Governor Abbott said he looked forward to signing into law. And that law hasn't actually reached his desk yet. It was killed in the Texas House. Protect our grid from attacks and reform our energy market by setting reliability standards. Ban all taxpayer-funded lobbying. Eliminate job-crushing regulations by sunsetting any that are not reviewed after every four years. Reform the constitutional provisions on impeachment as proposed by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, as he suggested following the impeachment of Ken Paxton earlier this year. End destructive ESG policies by statutorily defining fiduciary duty. Protect Texas women and girls and define woman and statute to thwart Biden's abusive policies. Establish a path to eliminate property taxes by requiring future surpluses be used to lower rates. He also calls for a ban on all race-based admission, employment, and contracting practices in public universities, private universities that accept federal money, and all governmental entities. Now, that's quite a list. That's a big wish list for the fourth special session. And as a reminder, as the third special session ends today, lawmakers have only passed two of the four items on the governor's call. So the question becomes, will Governor Abbott add a big laundry list of items to this fourth special session call, or will he focus only on border security and school choice, those two major issues that failed to pass the finish line? We'll be following all of it at TexasScorecard.com. I want more Texans to know what happens behind closed doors in Austin. I'm Luke Macias. I've spent 16 years helping elect conservatives to public office, fighting for conservative policy wins, and building coalitions to stop the leftward cultural shift being forced on our state. I've not only seen how the process works at the ballot box, but in the halls of the Texas Capitol. If you're a conservative Texan, you need to follow our conversations and commentary. We bring you the stories that reveal what is actually going on in Texas politics. We don't pull any punches, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. 
Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and join the conversation today. Attorney General Ken Paxton is fighting back against a group of former employees who have alleged they were fired unfairly. Yes, this is the same saga from the impeachment earlier this year. It's now playing over again. So a little bit of background if you haven't been following this. Back in October of 2020, eight of Attorney General Paxton's top aides accused him of bribery and abuse of office. And after being terminated from employment, four of them filed a whistleblower lawsuit against him. They alleged that Paxton did political favors for Nate Paul, a real estate developer and donor, by having his office intervene in his legal disputes. That was the grounds of their case. Now, earlier this year, the Office of the Attorney General and the so-called whistleblowers reached a settlement for $3.3 million to avoid a costly court battle. The Texas House, however, refused to approve the settlement and that led them to their impeachment of Paxton back in May. And of course, we know how that worked out. He was acquitted on all impeachment charges by the Senate in September after much of the testimony from the former employees undermined their own accusations. For example, Ryan Vassar, maybe you remember this moment, he admitted to having no evidence when reporting Paxton to the FBI. Another, David Maxwell, said he made claims to House investigators he didn't know whether or not those statements were true. Well, yeah, that's for them to figure out, huh? After Paxton's acquittal, the group of former employees continued on with their lawsuit. Well, today, the Attorney General's office filed a countersuit asking a judge for a temporary restraining order that would enjoin the former employees from pursuing further legal action that they've already agreed to settle. Attorney General Paxton said Texas, Texas taxpayers should not have to bear the burden of litigation in a lawsuit that has already been resolved. The judge granted the restraining order this afternoon and has set a hearing for November 14th. Lastly, I mentioned it's election day. If you haven't voted already, well, by the time this comes out, you've got maybe a couple hours to get in line. We're gonna be following all the action at Texas Scorecard. I wanted to mention a few things that we'll specifically be looking at. First of the list, we're gonna be looking at those constitutional amendments. There's 14 of them on the ballot. Anywhere you are in Texas, these are going to be on your ballot. Essentially, there are 14 proposed amendments to the state's constitution that were passed by the legislature earlier this year, but they require voter approval. And we have a whole list of them, as well as different groups' recommendations at texasscorecard.com. Usually these amendments pass, but we have seen in the past that occasionally, occasionally some don't. So it'll be interesting to see if that streak continues or if one will go down in the election tonight. In addition to the constitutional amendments in House District 2 up in Northeast Texas, there's a special election to replace former State Representative Brian Slayton, who was expelled from the House earlier this year following a sexual assault scandal. That case, in that race rather, you have a number of candidates. The top two candidates in polling right now are Jill Dutton and Brent Money. Both of them appear to be vying for either an outright win or potentially going to a runoff with each other if none of them get above 50% in that election tonight. Down in Southeast Texas in Houston, we've got the mayoral race where Senator John Whitmire is 
running against Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. There are some other candidates in the race. None of them register more than a few points in most polls. So again, much like the House District 2 special election, we'll see if they're able to win outright or whether or not there could potentially be a special election in that race. And then lastly, you know we're gonna be watching the bonds. Specifically, there's billions of dollars, billions of dollars on the ballot issued, proposed by school districts, cities, counties, local governments across Texas. And remember, every bond is a property tax increase. Can't be said enough. So we'll be following those as well. You can check out all of our election night coverage, as well as the other stories of the day at texasscorecard.com. No ads, no paywalls, no government grants, and no corporate masters. Just real news for real Texans. This is Texas Scorecard.